Welcome to the Financial Leverage Point, hosted by John Iannucci, founder and CEO of ILG Private Wealth. In this podcast, we dive deep into the world of financially successful families. We offer candid advice on how to navigate the maze of strategies and products designed to protect, grow, and transition your wealth to your family, friends, and the causes you care deeply about. Join John and his guest experts as they unveil the crucial elements of comprehensive tax, estate, business succession, and financial planning. Strategies designed to give you sleep through the night confidence while maintaining a steady flow of wealth for you and your heirs. Ladies and gentlemen, it is time for an Angry Advisor episode. In this corner, we have your host, John Iannucci. And in this corner, questionable life insurance. I'm Patrice Sakora. Okay, John, you plan to take on advisors who convert a client's investments into commissions by promoting and selling excessive or inappropriate life insurance coverage. What do you mean when you say converting investments into commissions? So, Patrice, let me start by saying that You know, when a life insurance policy is properly designed, it's an incredible financial instrument. There are very few instruments, candidly, that provide the benefits of a properly designed insurance policy. So today, I I want our listeners to understand that we're specifically talking about permanent life insurance that accrues a substantial cash value over the life of the policy. All right. So we're not talking term insurance here. That's right. Um, We are talking about various types of permanent life insurance. And folks may remember names like traditional whole life or variable life insurance that has an investment component or flexible premium universal life. You know, each of these types of insurance has a place when properly designed for a client's needs. All right. So where does the consumer run into a problem? So I think, Patrice, the the best thing I can do is give you an example. Just, Just a few weeks ago, and you'll you'll see why I'm I'm really angry today. I was actually involved in a mediation for a client where she actually did not realize that two advisors had caused her to purchase various expensive life insurance policies only to let them lapse and become useless. They lapsed? Lapsed. They were gone, no longer in force. She had no life insurance. You see, my client was a widow. Her husband had managed their investments. And when he died prematurely, her advisor, the very same advisor her deceased husband had used for years, realized she was ripe for a fraudulent scheme. Uh, and he caused her to purchase two very expensive second-to-die life insurance policies. So for our listeners, A second-to-die policy covers the life of two insureds and doesn't pay until the death, a doesn't pay a death benefit until the last of the two insureds passes away. In this case, the advisor actually caused her to purchase two second-to-die policies. One policy covered my client and her daughter, who was in her early 20s, and a second policy covered my client and her son, who was likewise Hmm. in his early 20s. And the combined annual premiums for these two policies were $80,000 annually. Oh, my gosh. You're kidding. The premiums? $80,000 annually. And here's the rub. 
My client was a school teacher earning a gross salary, a gross salary before taxes of $65,000 a year. Well, how did she pay for the premiums? Well, that's where it gets interesting. The advisor convinced her to sell off investments to generate the cash required to pay her premiums. But after paying premiums for about four years and realizing that she was extremely concerned with her rapidly declining investment portfolio, the advisor told her to stop paying premiums. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. So he is taking from her investment portfolio to pay the premiums on these policies that are uh, egregious. So so, So what happened to the policies? So the advisor made an election to put the policies on what's known as premium offset. Essentially, he told the insurance company to start using the accumulated cash value that had built in up in the policies to pay the premiums. Well, that means then the policies won't be worth anything. <laughs> Correct. Correct. And in this case, the policies had enough of cash accumulated within the policies to pay premiums for several years. But eventually the policies began to run out of cash value and were about to lapse. Uh, what happened? Well, just before the policies lapsed, the advisor sold her another policy from a different insurance company. He then convinced her to surrender these two prior policies to gain access to some remaining cash surrender value. But the new policy still had an annual premium of about $60,000 a year, still well above her net income. I'm sorry, I just don't believe this. It gets worse and worse as you're going on. Right, right, exactly. And and just like before, after paying premiums for four years, premiums where the cash was generated by selling off investments, he put that policy on premium offset, again, because she was complaining about the cost of premiums. And just as that policy was running out of cash value, her he sold her yet a fourth policy. Oh, come on. Wait a minute. We've got to get to the insurance companies in a minute. But why would right. he do such a thing? Well... The answer is exactly what you might expect. There's no other reason. He was greedy. You see, Patrice, while an advisor's managing a client's investments, he may be charging a fee equal to 1% of the value of the portfolio. That's a very common fee arrangement. But when he sold the investments and used the cash to pay insurance premiums, instead of getting 1% of the premium amount, he received a commission in the first year of each of these policies Equal to 120% of the value of the first year's premium. 120%. As opposed to 1%. That's a huge step up in compensation for that money. And additionally, as annual premiums continue to be paid, even when the money came out of the policy's cash surrender value, he would receive a commission between 14 and 10% of the annual premiums. Again, an enormous step up in compensation for both the second, the third, and the fourth policies. And each time he sold a new policy, he started started over with a commission in excess of 100% for the first year's premium. That That's amazing. I mean, that is just amazing. Is it legal? Right. That's fraud. It, you know, great question. And no, it's not legal. Let me explain it to you. When an insurance agent sells a client a life insurance policy, the application really is supposed to go through an underwriting approval process at the insurance company. And in this case, the insurance companies kept questioning the validity of the advisor's plan, but they let the policies be issued. 
And that's just dumbfounding to me. That was a huge breakdown in the safeguards that are supposedly designed to protect consumers. All right. So let me just jump in here a minute. The insurance companies let this happen. They let Mm -hmm. the policies that the client Mm -hmm. could not afford still Mm -hmm. be sold and issued. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Correct. Yes, they did. But let me add one additional wrinkle. It's also illegal to replace an existing policy with a policy from a different company when the client loses some benefit. In this case, was losing that cash surrender value. And in this case, not only did they lose cash surrender value each time a new policy was sold, but they incurred an ongoing premium with a new policy. Essentially, improperly replacing life insurance policies in that fashion is called twisting, and it is most definitely illegal. All right, John, what did you do when you recognized this was happening? So this was a brand new client to me. She was a new client to ILG Private Wealth, and she really had no idea that she had lost nearly $1 million. Oh, dear God. And had no life insurance to show for it. In fact, by the time the fourth policy was going to lapse, the client was uninsurable at standard rates because of her age and ensuing health issues. What, well, okay, where does she go from here? What could she do? So at first, when I recognized that she had been badly mistreated, I described what I thought had taken place. She had no idea that something was wrong. She just thought that she had paid for several life insurance policies and now no longer needed life insurance. Believe it or not, she didn't believe my claims of fraud and conversion. The former advisor had actually been, quote unquote, a very close family friend of the client for decades. She told me I had it all wrong. Well, what did you tell her? I mean, you've explained it already. How did you convince her? So here's what I did. I actually coordinated meetings for the client with several independent law firms, three exactly. They each proceeded to describe the level of fraud and conversion. And conversion is when somebody takes your asset and converts it to their proper their property illegally. They had, they estimated that had taken place in every one of her policies. And eventually she realized that my initial assessment was correct. Okay. And then what happened? So I helped the law firm that she selected draft a complaint, a comprehensive complaint against the two advisors, the three insurance companies, and the four <laughs> broker dealers that I thought had either taken advantage of her or failed to protect her. We filed an incredibly significant lawsuit. Okay, and what happened? Well, they all responded exactly how you would expect. They denied any wrongdoing. Believe it or not, they asserted as a defense the statute of limitations, which says we may have done something wrong, but because she took so long to sue us, she can no longer sue us. And that is BS. That is BS. Believe me, as an attorney, I can tell you how much that, that, that just frustrated me. But they basically circled the wagons and attempted to protect one another. But once their preliminary objections and their claim of a statute of limitations argument were ruled against by a state judge, guess what? They began filing cross complaints against each other and pointing fingers at one another. Well, boy, that, I'm sorry. This is just BS. It's a train wreck. Right. What did right. you do? Did you go to mediation? So once the insurance companies realized that their initial defenses were not going to rule the day, they actually reached out to us hmm. to do a mediation. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. What happened there? Well, as a matter of fact, it did result in a settlement of our client's claims. Essentially, All the parties contributed various amounts of money 
and we basically recouped all of her premiums. Wow. Not a bad result, given the fact that she initially didn't even realize that she'd been mistreated and that several of the policies were sold to her over 10 years ago. I wouldn't want to have to go through this. You don't want your clients to go through this. No, no. What, what should we as listeners take away from this? Okay, so Patrice, life insurance can be a real lifesaver. No, no pun mm-hmm. intended. When it's used for the right purposes and when designed with the best interest of the client in mind. But life insurance policies today are very complex contracts. And I can assure you that I can demonstrate to you that I can design three different life insurance policies with the same insurance company using the identical death benefits and annual premiums. But the results of those three policies will be dramatically different years down the road. The average consumer doesn't realize that permanent life insurance policies have a really wide variety of design parameters that an agent can manipulate. And those parameters can be manipulated to benefit the client or they can be manipulated to benefit the agent. Hmm. Right? Yeah. And so perhaps even more importantly, our listeners should be extremely wary if their financial advisor or insurance agent makes any of these recommendations, there's four that I really look out for. Number one, don't worry about the premiums. We'll generate enough cash from your investments each year to pay the necessary premiums. A red That red right. flag should be waving, right? You should buy a life insurance policy, even though the annual premiums see, seem excessive. Don't worry. We'll find a way to pay them. Again, ding, 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 right? That bell's going off, the flag's (laughs) waving. If they recommend that you replace an existing life insurance policy, particularly if you've had it for a few years, with a new, much better policy, usually, by the way, with a different company, boy, you should be backing away very quickly. Mm -hmm. And finally, if they recommend that you, you can use the cash in your IRA, or 401k to purchase a life insurance policy, you know, run for the hills. You have to understand that those four scenarios should immediately raise a red flag and should encourage a client to get a second independent opinion regarding the strategy. They may be legitimate. There may be legitimate reasons for recommending any of these solutions, but a consumer really needs to review any such recommendations with a second independent trusted advisor or attorney or CPA, right? Mm-hmm. Our, our listeners need to understand that when their financial advisor is acting in the capacity of an insurance agent, that agent is not a fiduciary to the client. That financial advisor has switched hats. And that agent, when you're an agent for a life insurance company, you're actually an agent of the in- issuing insurance company. And my recent experience obviously confirms you simply can't rely on the internal underwriting department of the insurance company to protect you. And that is amazingly a shame. It is. And you know, I I will tell you that some very large law firms that do nothing but kind of class action lawsuits are looking into this to see if insurance companies intentionally sold or allowed their agents to sell life insurance right? To clients that couldn't afford it, knowing that premiums would be paid for a period of years really, and the policy would lapse and they would never have to pay a death benefit, right? So this is being investigated today by a very large law firm that does nothing but these class action suits. 
I, I think there's one other important comment and a special offer we have to give to our listeners. If any of our listeners own what they believe is a permanent life insurance policy, and that policy is more than five years old, they absolutely must have that policy analyzed to make certain it's performing as it was originally designed and to determine if that original design is appropriate today. Mm-hmm. You absolutely can't take an insurance policy that you're relying on to pay a death benefit when you need it most and throw it in the drawer and forget about it, right? Even continuing to pay your scheduled premiums does not guarantee you that the policy will be enforced when you need it. Our listeners absolutely must commit to having any permanent life insurance policies reviewed on an on a regular basis. And I'm not suggesting that they have that policy replaced or that they surrender that policy because there are things that you can do with existing policies that don't cause the sale of another policy that doesn't cause an advisor to earn more commissions, but can write that ship before it's really kind of half sunk. So they absolutely have got to make certain that these policies are reviewed on a regular basis. If any of our listeners have a life insurance policy they want to analyze, we have a special offer. We're happy to review an existing policy at no charge and with absolutely no commitment to work with us. We'll provide them with a thorough written analysis that includes in-force illustrations to see if the policy's performing as originally illustrated and whether or not they should make any adjustments. And if, if necessary, we'll make appropriate suggestions on how to make certain that policy is in good condition. You have no idea how many policies I reviewed over the years where policies were going to lapse and be of no use well before the owner's life expectancy. There's nothing worse than paying premiums for years, even decades, only to find that the life insurance coverage you purchased won't be there when you need it. So, John, how can listeners take advantage of this this really generous offer? So, like always, Patrice, all they need to do is reach out to us through our website, wecanhelpyou.com, and request a free no-obligation review of their life insurance policy. In addition to that, we'll even give them a stress test of their current investments to make sure that their investments are on track, that it matches their own risk scores, and that everything is functioning as, as it should be. A second opinion is never a bad idea. No obligation to change, no requirement that they work with us. It's a service that we give to to folks out in the community. All right. So that is wecanhelpyou.com. I yes, got to tell ma'am. you, John, th- this, is a, this was a disturbing episode. Everyone- it, You can imagine, Patrice, my client, when we finished the mediation, turned yeah. to me. And I, I honestly, Patrice, I wasn't satisfied. I wanted to get more- out of these insurance companies, more compensation to this woman out of these insurance companies. But she turned to me and said, that's not a bad result. In fact, it's a good result. I didn't even realize I lost all these premium dollars. You got them all back. You got them back from me and I didn't even realize they were gone. So it's a very, very frustrating situation. I've seen it happen time and time again in the insurance business. There are lots of insurance agents out there that are wonderful people that design policies in the best interest of their clients. But those few bad apples really make the insurance industry look bad. So get that policy reviewed. All right. Again, that's wecanhelpyou.com. And listeners, be sure to follow this podcast to know when the next show is ready for you. And one of John's rants, I love them. Please (laughs) like and share with others as well. And thanks for being with us. 
Thank you for listening to the Financial Leverage Point. Click the follow button to be notified when new episodes become available. To contact John, check out the show notes where you'll find his contact information and useful resources from today's episode. Once again, thank you for listening. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of John Iannucci. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investment advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.